Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, <laughs> and welcome to the Vanguard. For Matt, I am Muhammad, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. How are you doing today, Matt? Dude, that was god awful. <laughs> <laughs> that was god awful. Was it really? <laughs> I, I thought I did a really good job, actually. I mean, if you wanted to sound like a robot, that was fantastic. I did not sound like a robot. I swear, I I, I thought I sounded more, uh, you know, new, uh, I don't know, sports person like. I'm just <laughs> yeah, joking. that sports person was Siri. <laughs> well, we can't we can't redo it now. No, but. no, we can't. I mean, we could, but we're not going to. Yeah, I'll just have to practice some more. Right. <laughs> so I do get jealous when you're the one always saying for Muhammad. I'm mad. I'm but, like, man, I want to introduce him. And see, now, now you could. <laughs> um, as always, we should thank Low Tide Kava Bar for the kava we will be drinking on the show. So uh, Yes, thank you, Low Tide. Thank you, Low Tide. Thank you, Sean, and everybody at Low Tide. If you don't live in the area and you weren't – if you do live in the area and you weren't at the Low Tide three-year anniversary on Wednesday, you missed one hell of a party. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. I was there very late, and I was there all day, and I was very tired by the end of it. But man, that was a fun time. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. Um, it even uh, helped me have a really good day the next day that I'll talk about in a second. Um, so actually, somebody just texted me just now and asked me if I was at the uh, event. No, at the event going on in D.C. because he said um, that well, uh, Jeffrey Tucker was uh, kicking out Richard Spencer. Yeah, I kept I kept hearing that. I kept hearing it was either him or the comedian Jeremy McClellan. Yeah. Uh, we're not there, so I don't know, I don't know exactly I don't really, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't really know what happened. I have only kind of heard about it, but somebody just texted me, are you at ISFLC in D.C.? I just watched a video of Jeffrey Tucker confronting Richard Spencer, and I could have sworn I heard your voice. <laughs> That's awesome. So... To my buddy Brett, I'm gonna say no. Which Brett? Brett Corrieri. He's a uh, he's from Nashville. Okay. Um, okay. He actually kind of turned me on to the whole liberty movement. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah great, great guy. Uh, he does a lot of work with. Uh, well, he owns a couple of restaurants up there, and then uh, he does a lot of work with a couple of freedom groups whose names I'm blanking on at this moment, even though one That's of them fun. I applied for a job for and actually got the job, but ended up turning it down. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was when Low Tide offered me the job yeah. here and it was better to not move and make slightly more money. Well, I'm glad you stayed. Well, me too. Shells up. Shells up. Bullet. Bullet. So it was a uh, it was a rainy, dreary day here in Central South Florida on the Gulf Coast, and it was not. I was bored out of my mind. Yeah. All, yeah. all I did was have fun reading articles on what we we're going to be talking about today, so that way I'd sound like I knew what I was saying. Yeah, I'm not as well prepared. I was, uh... <laughs> At a VA appointment, I still have another one next week, and um, I was helping my dad, you know, because my dad's old. Um, but uh, I had an accident this uh, this week. Um, He's talking was, about a bowel was, movement he wasn't planning. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean not even like, <laughs> um, not everybody got seen because I never got to share the picture on Facebook. Maybe I will just to show everybody that I'm actually human. Um, 
But we've talked about kava before on this show, and we last week in extent, <laughs> and we drink about it. Yeah, exactly. So crazy. Um, and uh, kava is uh, is a huge uh, muscle relaxer. And, yes, it is. Um, when you drink enough of it, at one point, gravity is going to end up winning. Um, well, I happen to get off early from work on Thursday, you know, when I left for my lunch break, um, we were do there, somebody, there was a team already doing our last, uh, patient came back. There was no work to be done. Um, the nurse, uh, Rose was on her way out. I was like, Hey Rose, I'm going to leave too. If you're going, she said, go. So that I left. such a quintessential nurse's name. Mm, yep. I, we, we I have, want a nurse named Rose. We actually have two roses in our department, which is pretty that cool. That is absolutely amazing. Yep. But, but one of them is like a short, older, angry, but nice Asian lady. Um, the other Rose that I'm talking about is one that I would like to nurse me, you know, because <laughs> she's like, she's nice, you know, white girl, blonde, you know, that sort of thing. No, oh, you're, you're type. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, that's why you, That's why we are in a podcast together, isn't it? It's because I'm white and blonde. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably it. I was going to say, it can't be for my, my, my wit. <laughs> what? I mean, we started talking because of politics. You know, that's, someone was like, hey, that guy did stuff for the LP, so. That's true. And then you said, oh, my God, you're Matt Wright. And I said, oh, yeah. my God, you're Muhammad Shaker. Yeah. <laughs> I see you on Facebook all the time. Yep, yep. We had a, our mutual friend. Um, Chuck. No, Lucas Overby. Oh, that That's one. That's how we know each other. Well, Chuck introduced us, though. Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck, Chuck, yeah. yes. Chuck, Chuck. Yes. But, um, yeah, so I left, you know, left work early, and I went to uh, Bula like I – Usually do sometimes. He's an awful person. <laughs> um, it's right beside my job, man. It's like a one minute drive. So, but um, I drank there, and you know, you know, and I'm sure a lot of bartenders know. I can drink a lot of kava, and I drank about the same amount or slightly less than I usually do on Thursday. Um, but for whatever reason. Um, it hit me real hard suddenly and I kind of liked my cousin Megan and her friend Alyssa were there and I kind of lied to them. I was like, yeah, guys, I got to go pee, but like, I got to go throw up. So like I stepped off the stool, somehow made it the seven steps out the, um, at the door and then made it like three more steps and, <laughs> uh, face planted into the ground. And, um, I remember everything, um, for those of you that don't know kava, yeah, it's I mean it's mainly a muscle relaxer. You get really, really relaxed, but you still maintain all of your cognitive thought, all of your memory. You're, you're not you you know I didn't black out, but I I remember is just like having no control basically over my body, <laughs> and then I spent um, a good bit throwing up in a few places. Um, which happens if you drink too much kava at kava bars. That so, does happen. That it, happened a lot at the anniversary that I I'm, saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, so, I mean, you know, my ego was in, uh, was kind of hurt that people got to see me like that. But then I realized, you know what? A lot of people have these weird misconceptions of me, and I'm glad they got to see that I'm not a perfect person. So I don't know why they would think that you are. Yeah, I don't – I did. I don't know either, Next man. Next to me, you are the closest thing to perfection. <laughs> well, like I said, man, it's um, like one of the most annoying things to me personally is misconceptions, you know? Right. And a lot of people that come up to me at the, at the kava bars that don't know me on a personal level, um, you definitely do, um, along with my best friends and maybe a few more. Um, you know, I have a lot of things going on in my life. You know, I deal with depression, anxiety, and other stuff like that. Um, but a lot of people simply know me as that guy that's been on CNN, that guy that does the podcast. Wait, you were on CNN? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I'll get, I'll send you that link. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they know me as that guy that always has, you know, like a hundred likes and comments on his posts. And I'm like, that's not me. That's just Facebook me. So I was okay with everybody seeing me 
um, face planting. Face planting. Yeah, my face is bloody. I'm kind of scraped up. Um, but my perfect and beautiful face is uh, is going to heal. So everything. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, man. <laughs> hopefully, you don't end up with a huge scar across your forehead right now. I hope not, but that would be pretty badass. Right, but luckily you can cover it with a hat like you always do. Thank God, yeah. Although the hat's usually to cover my bald spot. And the cool thing is my friend Ronan that I grew up with from, um, you know, middle school and high school, when he saw me, you know, he, he was like, hey, man, can you take me to Low Tide? I was like, sure, man. Took him, uh, when, he, when he saw me, he, <laughs> he assumed I got into a fight, so... Right away, like, he's gotten into fights in his life. So right away, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, yes, now people got, that's my cover story now. I got into a fight. <laughs> yeah, with pavement. Yeah. And you just admitted to everybody that listens to us that you just fell over. Yeah, but, you know, how many people listen to us? Hopefully it doesn't skyrocket after this one. <laughs> I hope to God that we get so many hits on this one. <laughs> what is a, one of our listeners, we were talking to one of our listeners last night at Low Tide and Muhammad was telling that exact same story to him. And he goes, oh, man, you went from turnt up to turnt down. <laughs> <laughs> was it Steve? Yeah, it was Steve. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, one, well, of, one of our two African-American listeners. I think we have three. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think we have three. <laughs> I don't want to feel like we're a bunch of racists on this show. No, I've got a Muslim guy on here. I can't be one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, also, another thing I do want to talk about in our little uh, beginning of the episode banter, because I don't really want to dedicate a whole part of the show to this, but... There has been a very perplexing and fast-spreading um, mental sickness. Um, spreading, You're going to talk about the bird, aren't you? Yes, spreading through Facebook. And it it made me so sad to see it. People are just going to send you more after this. They can send more. I, that people are still sending me more. That's I'm ignoring them now. <laughs> and, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, that's a cute bird. And then I saw it again and again. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this thing is going to be so retarded. And then yeah, it became for, retarded. And I helped For, it, I for helped the six it. of you who don't know what he is referring to. <laughs> Everybody has to know by now. You would think so. But just in case, there is this emoji meme thing that's out there because, you know, I'm in my 30s and I don't really understand the difference between those two things. Um, <laughs> there's this emoji meme thing out there of this head-banging purple bird that I had never even heard of, seen, or anything until Muhammad said, what is this stupid shit or something like that? And then people just were posting it on his comment, like in his comments. And I had never seen it before. I had I just – I had no idea what it was. I don't even really know what the point of it is. But <laughs> he hates it so much that people are just blasting him with it. Every post I see that he is tagged in, that bird is a part of. Yeah. <laughs> and even even Skylar posted that bird for you today and you said – what did you say? You thought she was above it. Yeah, because um, we had talked about it in PM and – she said she had self-control or whatever. So I was like, "You see, I, I knew you had no self-control in, in, in not sharing that. And she said it was her one-time cheating. But I hate that stupid bird. I hate that everyone's sharing it. Interesting uh, semi, you know, well, not semi. It's an interesting political thing that has to do with it. And this came um, after the bird. And it was the thing, you know... Um, after the bird and before the bird. So the bird came out, blah, blah, blah. And then I started seeing people talking about how the bird is like a symbol of um, white supremacy and... <laughs> and Obviously. Yeah, and neo-Nazism and all that. And I was like, what the fuck? Is, is this like for real? And I never actually found out if there was anybody for real claiming that it was. I mean, I did see a lot of people saying that it was, um, but I didn't see that myself. Um, but, I mean, it, I, I don't doubt it that somebody probably, you know, started spreading this thing that it's a symbol of white supremacy. Right. I mean, I, I read articles about how it was something from the alt-right and it was used to downplay 
left articles or something. I don't know. Well, it, yeah, because, it was a stupid. Yeah, it was a stupid bird. Like, yeah. who cares? It's not a symbol of hate. It's a symbol to hate. It's a, right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that all week because uh, everyone's like, "This is not a symbol of hate," and I was like, "Oh, it's a symbol to hate." <laughs> wow. Sorry, man. No, that I'll mean, be here that... all week. <laughs> oh Jesus! But let's let's move into our first topic. Since please we... stop putting the bird on my wall. Please put the bird on his wall every day as often as you can. <laughs> um, going into our first topic today, we have the resignation of Na- National Security Advisor M- Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Yep. Yeah, I saw about I saw about that one while I was at work, actually. Yeah. Um, this I, this story has so many layers to it. It's it's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have the National Security Advisor who, back in December, made a call to a Russian ambassador. Yes. Yep. I remember that. That call was tracked by the FBI using NSA technology. Yep. And the it was. Mike Pence came out. They they asked Mike Flynn if he had talked to this guy about uh, the sanctions, and he said no. This Mike, guy being the Russian ambassador, right, or something like that. I think that's who he was talking to. Right. Yeah. 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 He had talked to the Russian ambassador. Um, what was that guy's name? It was a weird Russian. Dmitry Yargoslov or something. Right. I just made that what, up. Wasn't even close to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they had he had talked to the Russian ambassador, um, and where is it? Kislyak, Kislyak. He he spoke with Kislyak, and uh, it came out that he had talked with him. And Kislyak said, "Yeah, we you know I've been talking to him since he was on Obama's national security team uh, since 2013. So us talking really isn't that big of a deal." Um, but then it was. Somewhere in there, they asked Mike Pence if he had talked to the guy, if he had talked to Kislyak, and and Mike Pence said, no, he has not spoken to him. Um, no, he hasn't spoken to him. No, they didn't talk about the sanctions, whatever. And then the Washington Post came out with an article saying that it had been uh, leaked that he had spoken with the guy at the height of the sanctions and that he may have may have potentially talked about the sanctions, even though in the same article they said there's no evidence that he did talk about the sanctions. It's just that maybe he did talk about the sanctions. Yeah. Um, and because of that, Michael Flynn has now resigned. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> there are so many different starting points from this, from this part. Like, I don't even know which one to begin on. Yeah. Um, okay. First, let's talk about the right. There's Nunes out in California, uh-huh. um, who is a big proponent of domestic spying. Okay. Loves the NSA. Loves the you know loves him data mining us mm-hmm. as citizens. Yeah. Who came out and said. This is an abomination. This is a bunch of crap. Abomination. <laughs> abomination. <laughs> uh, this is this is an abomination. This is a bunch of crap. <laughs> this the uh, the intelligence community should not be spying on an American citizen. Yeah. And to that, I want to say, fuck you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And I know that my mom doesn't listen now, so I don't feel so bad saying that. But seriously, dude, fuck you. It's okay if it's us, Mm -hmm. if it's me, if it's you, if it's anybody listening, if it's anybody who doesn't listen to it, if it's anybody who hates us. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah. The fact that it was your – the a president that you are supporting, it was one of his guys. Now it's a fucking problem. Exactly. Fuck you. It's only a problem when it's the political elite. Right. That have to deal with the same bullshit we do. Now, that is just – 
that dude just pissed me off. Like, yeah, yeah. Why is it okay for you to listen to my phone calls or data mine whatever I'm doing, but for one of our government officials to have him be checked? Fuck you. Yeah. Absolutely fuck you. Now, to the people who actually did it. Yep. Fuck you too. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you too. Yeah. Because, yeah, I do agree that our government government officials need to be checked on and need to be, you know, kind of watched a little bit so we know that they aren't doing stuff. I think they need to be watched a lot of it personally. Yeah. There. Somehow. Yeah. You know, like, they're not going to force themselves or subject themselves to be watched like whenever something happens with um, a law enforcement department and then they have to have an um, internal affairs investigation. And, you know, the internal affairs investigation doesn't always uh, turn up the uh, resolution or the findings that people obviously expected to find or the punishments. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think I think they need to be watched Heavily, you know, there's right. there's no reason for them to have a different set of um, uh, rules and laws uh, governing them than us, you know. Absolutely. And since they're governed, since we are uh, technically somehow whatever allowing them to do this through our, you know, constitution, allowing them to govern us, I think they should be under the most scrutiny than anybody else. But I, I see what you're saying. You right. know, like I'm not disagreeing. Right, right. So – what these people did, and so many people on the left are saying that all of us who love Snowden the way that I do, and I'm pretty certain you do, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I consider him a patriot and a hero. Um, these people who did this, uh, whoever it is in the FBI who released this information, you did it anonymously, you pansy pussy yeah weak motherfuckers Mm -hmm. i this is absolutely insane like if you're gonna do this at least put your name on it okay this is like this is the second part of this then that Mm -hmm. we're talking about is um the intentional um like torpedoing of a trump official exactly okay yeah right because you did this only to take this man down you did not go through the proper channels at least with Snowden, the the judicial the congressional hearing on the NSA had happened. The head of the NSA had blatantly lied to the American people in this hearing under oath, saying, "No, we do not spy on American citizens." Edward Snowden dropped that bomb and was like, "Yes, they do. Don't listen to that guy." Yeah, we knew nothing really about this. Yep. There was no judicial – there was no congressional hearing on it. There was none of that. And then some anonymous whistleblower who, if you're going to be a whistleblower, stand up and be a whistleblower. Don't hide in the shadows of the fucking dark government. Yeah. Um, this entire thing has just made me angry from everybody. Yeah. Um, but so – God, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. <laughs> no, it's all right, man. I understand. And um, this – this I, I get it. There's the issue of the government shouldn't be spying on anybody else to begin with. There's the issue of the government is overbloated, especially when you talk about the uh, – the, they call it the deep government or the intelligence community or whatever term you want to use. Um then we have to worry about those people, not just the people that are elected to, you know, govern us. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a big mess, basically. It, it is, and you have the you have the alt right conspiracy conspiracy theorists who are sitting there saying that Obama is off somewhere in Palm Springs or wherever the <laughs> hell he is right now, like. Twiddling his fingers like Monty Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Still, still running everything. Right. Still running under all, uh, under Trump's under, nose or whatever. Exactly. And I don't. 
That could no, be. It, maybe, but. It could, it's so highly doubtful. Like, even I, who dislikes Obama with such a passion, don't think he is doing that. Yeah, and you remember what I talked to uh, our friend Ruben yesterday about, right, when I when I, I ran outside to. Chemtrails? Yeah, we were talking about chemtrails. And I know I mentioned this on the, on, uh, on the show before, how much I hate conspiracy theories. And, um, like, I, I personally. If you're listening now and you haven't heard the old stuff, um, I, I used to be a conspiracy theorist. I used to be a truther. Um, never been into the whole chemtrail thing, but you know, I think a healthy dose of uh, skepticism towards you know things going on, especially involving the government, is absolutely fine. Um, but what I do end up seeing, especially from libertarians, but it ends up happening on just straight up conservatives or liberals, depending on the issue is um, they end up getting lost in the sauce when it comes to uh, conspiracy theories. And that's why I personally hate it because, um, you know, my, my, the biggest reason I personally don't like conspiracy theories is after a few years and realizing that uh, as libertarians, uh, we rail against uh, the big, inefficient, um, slow-moving, incompetent government that is unable to provide anything uh, to include uh, building a working website for, you know, the uh, Obamacare Act, you know, marketplace. And I just ended up extending that train of thought, you know, of they're inefficient to, well, if they can't do shit, then how are they able to keep all of these crazy ass big webs together on you know and nobody fucking knows about them that's so so many times people are you know truthers mainly are you know and they're like oh yeah george bush is the reason 9-11 happened but a lot of these same people will make fun of george bush for not being smart enough to put on a poncho at the inauguration yeah and if somebody isn't smart enough to put on a poncho they are not going to be able to coordinate 9-11 and not let anybody <laughs> find out about it. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, it's um, it's human nature to – like in the military, well, mainly too in the Navy, you know, there, there's that saying, you know, loose lips sink ships, right? Isn't that how the ship goes? That is, that's how that goes. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's all about uh, operational security, OPSEC and – uh, keeping your uh, information under control, you know, properly classified uh, in the proper facilities, proper uh, need to know, um, and all of that together, information still gets out. There are still people out, and, and on top of that, there are still good people out there in the government that uh, think that. Some of the stuff that happens uh, is wrong, uh, immoral, and they end up being whistleblowers. Um, so um, um, I don't remember where I was going to go with this. Man, our trains are just derailing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, obviously the government can't keep something like this together. I, I mean, I admit there are, there are some very, very weird inconsistencies with 9-11, especially with World Trade Center 7. I don't know if a plane did hit the Pentagon or not, but the thing is that I think is honest to admit is I was not there. And all we see is a grainy footage from, I think it was a guard's shack that shows something hitting the World Trade Center 7 and then there's no airplane. I get that, but I don't know. I was never there, but... My issue is, since we're still here talking about conspiracy theories... Completely off any topic we planned on talking about. I mean, it, it's a, it, it a little bit is, but um, my issue about conspiracy theories, um, and especially libertarians, or, actually, or anybody, but especially libertarians, um, is instead of actually working towards limiting the government that has the power to do this conspiracy, let's just, I mean, if we go ahead and say, sure, yeah, they're spraying chemtrails to control us, <laughs> whatever, um, you know, <laughs> they're killing us with vaccines and, you know, they're 
they they did 9-11 themselves. Let's say they're doing all of that. You know, let's say Area 51 has aliens they're not telling us about. All of it. Let's say Obama's a Muslim. Um, why are we not doing anything to actually uh, curtail the power of the government and to change the, 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 uh, the structure and scope of the government then so they can't do that? I mean... The only thing everybody ends up doing is just sitting there and regurgitating conspiracy theories. What the hell is that going to do? Nothing. I get, I get it, but it doesn't do anything. And that's why I do personally hate conspiracy theories because people get too caught up into them. And I think that they can spend some better time doing something to take care of this issue that they really care about. If you're a libertarian, you hate the size of government, then run some better libertarians that can win in the LP or through the Republican Liberty Caucus or something. If you're a liberal that hates some shit that the government does because it's too strong and it might be a conspiracy, do something, you know, same thing with conservatives, do something. But sitting there and talking and, and just like repeating bullshit stories day after day after day and, and spending time on... Alex Jones selling you water filters isn't going to do shit, you know? And that's that's my rant on it, you know? And, and I mean, that was sort of a continuation from yesterday. Um, I hate week. I hate conspiracy theories, man. People get too caught up into them. And yeah, this is Obama doing something in the shadows? I don't know. But if he is, then why don't we do something to limit that government that's doing something for him while he's not there, you know? Right. I think that makes sense. Right. I mean, right now you have the people who are cheering the deep state for taking Flynn down without them realizing the power that this now gives the deep state. Because now they can not since they can do that to government officials, they can do that to anybody and they can do it anonymously and it doesn't matter. You don't you will no longer be tried in the court of in a legal court, but yeah. you'll be tried in the in the court of public opinion because the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, whoever has released information on you, but you don't know where it came from. Yep. It's yep. just something they took and <clears throat> they aren't really giving out that information. And now you're basically um guilty until proven innocent, but you know. Facebook and the media is going to be the one that's proving you guilty or innocent. Right. And odds are it's going to be guilty a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Either. I mean, either way, really, if it's a left leaning thing, the conservatives will find you guilty. If it's a right leaning thing, the liberals will find you guilty. Exactly. Uh, And it is the role of Congress to look into these matters. It's their job. And if they don't want to do it, we need to vote them out. We need to protest. We need to do anything like that. If they're, if they still don't do it and we, we just have a complete breakdown, if, you know, the members of the FBI, the members of the CIA, NSA, whatever, start just giving information, classified information to the media anonymously because there is no way to track that. There is no way to know if what is coming is accurate. Yeah. And you can and I mean I'm I'm surprised that people can't put two and two together and, you know, think about this from even a an interpersonal perspective when it comes to their jobs or um even e- more easily their daily lives and the people and places they hang out they hang out with, you know, sometimes I hear within our Kava community, you know, um, and this can happen anywhere when somebody says, yeah, somebody spread this rumor about me and it's not true. And they have no way of fighting it now because now that's all anybody's ever talking about is, hey, you know, Melissa, you know, must have slept with that guy. And then it just spreads everywhere. And it's like, oh, shit, Melissa's a whore. Don't sleep with her. And now Melissa has AIDS or whatever. Um, so that's that's really where I'm coming from. It's it's uh, it's a um, it's hypocritical. It's um, um, it's a uh, it's what am I trying to think here? Double. Um, ignore that. I don't know. I'm, 
I don't know where I was going I was with that. Say, I don't but know what that basically, one is. basically, it's it's hypocritical to not apply the logic that we would on everyday life because rumors can get out of control, um, especially when you cannot confront those rumors and think that it's fine for somebody, whether they're good or bad, to be taken down in the same manner in the government, unless it's going to take the whole government down in one swoop and we have no replacements. Right. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. So maybe we should make sure that if someone did indeed do something wrong or say something wrong, that they actually get investigated and tried because um, because it's it's not only that we're trying to find if they're guilty or not. We're trying to find where the mistake happened. And you don't know where the mistake happened until an investigation happens. And if that person's guilty and we end up finding out why it happened, then you can't, then we don't know how to stop that sort of mistake from happening again. Right. Um, yeah. So listen, the, the entire Mike Flynn thing is just, it is too broad to narrow it down to any one problem because it's a breakdown on all levels. Yeah. It is a, it's a breakdown on the administration. It's a breakdown on the intelligence community. It's a breakdown on the media. It's a breakdown on everything. And to try to pinpoint any one real issue with it is just impossible. The only thing that can really be said about it is that um, – Everybody has kind of screwed up, and in doing so, you get to see that Congressman Devin Nunes is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he is. A complete asshole. Yep. Him and anybody like him. Yeah, him and anybody like him. So if you want to call him, his name is Congressman Devin Nunes out of California. Um, but you should definitely call him, and you can tell him that I said, fuck you. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I do not care. Um, but moving on, we've got your bay. Oh, your bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your yeah. bay, Rand, Rand Paul. Yeah, yeah, some things happened oh, with him. Oh, Rand. Yeah. It, it's probably because of the fucking bird that this week has been so shit for him. Sure. I mean, if you want to put... Something so menial on something so important. It's not menial. It, it is a stupid meme. Seriously? Everyone's like, oh, it's your fault. I'm like, why, why aren't my politics everywhere? If, you know, like, seriously, there's been plenty of articles written on this goddamn fucking piece of shit seizing bird, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay, so yeah, Rand Paul, um, a few things happened with him over the last... Uh, Two weeks, uh, confirming, uh, voting Jeff. to confirm Jeff Sessions. Which shocked a lot of the freedom movement. Yeah, shocked me too. Like, I was pretty sad because um, I think he's pretty fucking awesome. And uh, I think Sessions is a totalitarian yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't think Sessions is uh, anywhere near what... Rand Paul would like some things to go when it comes to like civil asset forfeiture, uh, drug legalization, and all that. I will say that his reasoning for voting for him, I'm not, I'm not against why he said he did it. Yep, I understand. I wish that he hadn't done it. Yeah, but I am not against it. Yeah, Be- because and as you know, Rand Paul came out and he said. Yeah, I don't agree with him on a lot of his policies. And if the Democrats wanted to fight him on the policies that they disagreed with, I would have backed them up. But instead, they went after this man's character. Yeah, calling him a racist and all that. Right. Which still happens. And it when it, when his first when his uh, name had first came up, and I was like, no, if he's not a racist, the guy that. Got an award from the um, NAACP. NAACP desegregated schools in Alabama. Got the death penalty for the KKK. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously? And that's pretty consistent with the whole I don't think it's a Muslim ban thing. Like, 
instead of trying to mischaracterize something and strawmanning it, just attack the issue that you can attack them on. You know, there's no reason to make things up. No, absolutely not. There, he made a joke that was in poor taste, and people took that to mean he's a racist. He's not a racist. He does believe in civil asset forfeiture. He does believe in prosecuting marijuana offenders and other drug offenders. He agrees with so many other things that are so awful. Painting him as a racist, incorrectly painting him as a racist, is the worst way to go about it. And because Rand Paul voted for him based on that, I'm not so angry at him about that. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, you know, there's there's only so much um, leeway I can give him. So one of the biggest things that uh, a lot of people in the liberty movement give him shit for is Mitch McConnell, you know. And here's the thing. A lot of times it's Libertarian Party members. Um, but, but here's the thing. Um, when somebody like myself says... Um, you know, he's playing the game. Yes, he's playing the game. And I'm sorry, that that is how it is. How are you going to not, how are you going to go against somebody in your own party, in your own state, you know, and expect to get anything done? And we see that Mitch McConnell lets Rand Paul get away with a lot of things. He lets him have his way, whatever. So yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of good that Rand Paul has done. And it's stupid to question every little stupid thing he does. I mean, he doesn't even call himself a libertarian. He says he's libertarian-ish. Right. He admits he's, he's a con- Yeah, he's libertarian-leaning. Yeah, he admits he's a conservative, and I understand that, and I like it, you know? Um, but I think at some point I'm like, really, man? Like, Sessions, you know? Like, fuck that guy. No, no. Um and then the other thing was um, him coming out this week and saying... Uh, we should not investigate our own party. Yeah, we should not investigate our own party. I'm so like... that one, I... Fuck you, Rand Paul. Yeah, man. Like, um, you know, I still think he's the awesomest senator out there. I mean, come on. who? In all honesty, who is? Nobody. Okay, let's move on. Um, but yeah, that was a stupid ass statement he makes. Why make that? Why not shut your fucking mouth and not even talk about it? What's the point? Why? Would you, wh- why? Just don't say anything. Keep your silence. And right. th- that was my biggest issue. Is like, why did you say that? Why don't you just <laughs> not say that? Let I don't know. Let some fucking other person say it. Like it's not you. Right. You could have Mitch McConnell say that. Yeah. Yeah. You could yeah. have Paul Ryan say that. You could have so many other people say that. But if we're not willing if, – if if we libertarians or you know we conservatives or we Democrats, whatever, if we aren't willing to hold ourselves accountable, then none of this is worth anything. Exactly. Because if we aren't willing to, to fight for what's right no matter who's doing it, then we don't give a shit about this country. Exactly, exactly. And by him saying that, it proves the party over country. Yeah, I agree. And um, actually also – so yeah, like there's been, there was a flurry of um, maybe Twitter posts, definitely on Facebook seeing it. People were unhappy that the um, last night was the kickoff of the International Students for Liberty Conference. Um, the Students for Liberty is a – libertarian organization like Young Americans for Liberty. Um, I'd say they're more, uh, they, they, they gear themselves toward uh, philosophy and teaching. Uh, Young Americans for Liberty, what I do, is geared much more towards activism, but really there's a lot of crossover there. Um, but the ISFLC is the biggest libertarian student meeting in the world. Um, there's about, I think I heard like over a thousand students there right now from all over the world. It's, it's pretty cool hearing some of the stories about how in South America and in Africa, a lot of these students um, have to organize this stuff like behind their government's back, you know, and not make it too publicized, but yet still get a lot of students there, you know. But um, the comedian, the libertarian comedian, 
um, Jeremy McClellan. Um, that dude is so funny. Yeah, he had um, he so he's a comedian. He was there to be a funny guy, and he made a joke because I guess for for whatever reason, I, I mean. Uh, nobody knows yet. Rand Paul could not make it. He was an invited speaker. He could not make it. So I guess there was like a taped um, uh, speech thing that they aired. Uh, and then McClellan went on and then McClellan said uh, something to the amount of, I wish that uh, Rand Paul could have been with us here, both physically and ideologically. And a lot of the Rand fans, um, got really, like, butthurt about it. And I, I thought that was pretty sad, man, because I'm a Rand fan. But here's the thing. How the hell are we going to make fun of uh, other people, especially we make fun of liberals, and we call them snowflakes for not being able to take a joke and, you know, not being able to handle any political correctness, yet when a comedian, you know, that's there to do comedy goes up and says something about Rand Paul that's kind of funny, especially because of the last two weeks, they get so butthurt. And I was like, you guys are really sad, and you should, like, get over it. Like, like it's a joke. Take and, a joke. Yeah. And, take a joke. Yeah. And if he does not like Rand Paul, then he doesn't like Rand Paul. So what? For I don't mean, like... Who the hell is Jeremy McClellan? I don't mean it like that. Like he's a comedian, but he's he does not. You know, if you love Rand, Jeremy McClellan does not make or define Rand Paul. He's just a guy that has his own platform. Rand Paul has his own platform. Tommy Loren has her own platform. Lena Dunham has her own platform. Every these every, all these people we have our own platform. Everybody can use their platform to say whatever they want on people they like or dislike. Um, so it's really childish for – I thought it was really childish to see a lot of libertarians get so butthurt over him picking on Rand Paul. And like I said, as much as I love Rand Paul, I thought that was funny, especially because of the last two weeks he's had. Hopefully, um, hopefully Rand Paul comes back to his roots like where he – has been when he got elected the first time, you know, like we need him back. We need we need that so we need that guy in 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 the Senate. There's not a lot of people like him. There are not a lot of people like him. Yeah, and... there's no reason to wish for his downfall. Like we we should be able to we should be able to criticize him loudly, even like that, for him to hear it, because that's the only way for him to understand where the libertarian movement is thinking about him and hopefully maybe he will understand that maybe he's in the wrong and maybe he'll come back around to it. Right. And that's one of the biggest importances of like why free speech is so good, you know? Let him hear how pissed off a lot of libertarians are. Let him hear people say he's not a libertarian. Let him hear people call him a neocon, even though I think that that's uh, the stupidest thing I've ever, he I've ever heard right. somebody that's, call that him. That can't even be close to accurate. Yeah. Um, let him hear it and hopefully he'll come around. We should all, we should all want that. I mean, there's not many replacements for him in the Senate. So that's my two cents on Rand Paul. Right. And I mean, I still think he is one of the best people in Congress. I think that he does a lot of good work in Congress. I think over the last couple of weeks he has said and done some really dumb things, but you know, He's done a few things I have really disliked over the – what's he been in now? Seven, eight years? Yep. Yes. Over the seven or eight years that he's been in, he's done a few things I've really disliked, a few things that I've disliked mildly, and a lot of things that I have liked. Yeah. And or loved. Yeah, exactly. So – I think he gives us a good name personally. Right. You know? And no matter what any libertarian may think, he his record, I think – speaks for itself. You know, people are always at, oh, what, why are you still defending the guy? Because he's, he's a good guy. I still think he's a good guy. His dad thinks he's a good guy. We all love his dad. Well, of course his dad thinks he's a good guy. My dad thinks I'm a good guy. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, I don't think that's going to be always the case, even in politics. Um, but I trust Ron Paul. So if Ron, if Ron trusts his son enough 
to stand up for him, then I I still trust Ron Paul. You right. know, um, what's our next uh, not Ryan Paul topic? Well, a lot of people wanted us to talk about Trump's press conference this past week, um, and I watched it. I saw it. Um, I was watching it today, just so I know what to really talk about on it. And for all of those out there who are upset that Trump continues to talk about the Electoral College, of course Trump's going to talk about the Electoral College because he won the Electoral College with a huge margin. So, yes, he's going to talk about it because he's Trump. For all of those who say, well, why is he always blasting the media? Well, that's what Trump does. When they report things that he doesn't like, he's going to blast them for being fake news or he's going to blast them for being awful or he's going to blast them for whatever. And when he doesn't want to answer questions and people get mad at him for not answering the questions, well, that's what Trump does. He's not going to give away anything too early because that's just how he works. That's how he operates. Yeah. Trump's an asshole. Yeah. We all know it. Trump is a dick. So if he's in a press conference being a dick – that's Trump being Trump. Like, we knew that when he started his campaign in 2015. Everybody said, man, this guy is an asshole. When he gave out Lindsey Graham's phone number, he was an asshole. When he said, pick from the thousands of other things that he has said that have upset people, we have known he's an asshole. And yet, we elected him. And while he hasn't... He has let down a lot of people. He has not let me down. He, My expectation for how bad he was going to be has not been reached. Exactly. So I am still I mean, uh, slightly we, optimistic. We weren't expecting a libertarian. Right. But yeah. Exactly. I was expecting just pure awfulness. Yes, I don't agree with a lot of the things that he's done. I don't agree with the way he's gone about most of the things. But – this is what we knew we signed up for, and even though I hate it, and even though I disagree with it, spending any more time on the press conference personally to me is just me saying what we all already know. Trump's an asshole. We don't really like the way he does things. We may not or we may like the results he's getting and just don't like the way he's getting there. But yeah, and, and but yeah. And fuck CNN. I mean, that's basically how everything he does is. Yeah, I mean, um, going back to that that statement I made, I made earlier on, nobody defines, in my opinion, nobody defines X person or organization except for that person or organization. You know, people are unhappy that um, basically he is. He seems to be pushing more people away from the media. And there was a statistic out there that 45% of Americans now are um, more willing to get their news out of the White House than they are from the media. And if, again, if the media cannot earn the viewership, you know, and the subscribers of the people, then that's their goddamn fault. You know, I'm not defending the idea that Trump should be the, um, and the white house should be the end all be all of, um, our news. But if they cannot prove to the people on their own that they're the worthy people to go to, to get our news, then that's on them. Um, he said, um, I don't remember, um, what do you, He's, you know, he basically said a bunch of stuff that made it seem as if they're not trustworthy, including fuck CNN. And that's going to be all on CNN, MSNBC, and every other news organization to prove to the public that they are a better source of information than he's going to be. Why are they getting so butthurt about what he said? Is it, I mean... The only reason to get butthurt about it is if it's true. Exactly. Yeah. That's where. Yeah. That's right. where I was. Where they to go say. With that. That, yeah. Where they say less people trust the media now more than ever, which is true. Less people do. Make the media better. You have to make the media better. We can't do that. that exactly. You are private institutions. Like you control that information coming out. Yeah. You have to make the media better. Yeah. And if you get mad at the president telling you that you suck. Don't suck. Don't suck. Yeah. 
And the, the media has a way bigger platform than the White House. They, they still do, no matter who the hell Donald Trump is. They're still the ones running 24-7 every fucking day. Right. You know, they get to say whatever the hell they want, and they need to be the ones to start proving themselves on this. I mean, I honestly expected that by this point, I would be more so laughing and pointing at the dumb things that conservatives are doing with liberals as in on their side but that hasn't happened as much yet i think because of the shitty ass media and because maybe i don't know i mean trump is the most liberal president we've ever had as a republican anyways um so everybody needs to get a freaking grip on themselves and Stop wishing for all this stupid-ass destruction on everybody. Right. Stop wishing for an impeachment or an assassination. It's probably not going to happen, and it's an awful thing to wish on anybody anyway. Yeah. I don't get that because, I mean, after um, – uh, no, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy ever, and that's obvious after 11 episodes, but – 12 now. 12. Um, but, I mean, with how the – cycle is i mean republicans win so what's the point and honestly i personally feel as if mike pence would be an okay president i don't think he'd be horrible um but what's what's the point what's the point of wishing any of that you know right why do y'all want why do y'all want it why just to it's not even to prove a point no it's out of hatred yeah it's sad, man. But, I mean, while, for our last topic anyway, while we're bashing the media, mm-hmm. let's talk about the National Guard thing. Mm-hmm. So, it was the D- D- Department of Homeland Security, I believe, yep. put out a memo recommending that we use X amount of National Guard troops to help. 100,000 from 11 states, four are borders, and seven are contingent. Yep, that, that, those were the numbers. Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> to help fight illegal immigration. This well, one, to deport. Yeah. To deport. Um, and this went down as the White House wants to do this. Yeah. And the media reported on it. Arms were flailing. They were the wacky, wavy, inflatable arm guy that we all know from Family Guy. And everybody's getting all riled up and out of control on it. And then it turns out that this was something from Department of Homeland Security that the White House never signed off on, but yet it was reported that it was. It's this kind of reporting. It's this kind of just half-assed reporting that just makes it impossible to trust the media. You add that in with the Trump urination thing. You add that in with... Every single false report yeah. that has come out, and it's not a surprise that the media is not trusted in this country. Yeah, I know, yeah. And um, although we've spent most of the episode um, basically hitting with the right, um, again, my issue with the left seems to have been consistency ever since um, – uh, Trump's, uh, you know, becoming president and a lot of the issues that the left has taken with uh, President Trump, um, you know, they're worried about this and all that. And Barack Obama has deported more people than any other president. He's deported it's com- any other president combined, isn't it? I, I, I'm not sure about that, but he did. He did deport two and a half million people through immigration orders. Um, and that doesn't also have numbers in there, like people who are turned away or people that left on their own. Um, so my issue with consistency is you're, act, you, you, you're acting like this is an issue you really, really care about, yet you only care about it because it's not your guy. If it's your guy doing it, it's fine. And 
Anytime I ever talk about this consistency thing, it's because I want you people to be consistent, people on the right and people on the left, because I personally, as Mohammed Shaker, cannot take people seriously that are not consistent. It just it doesn't show me that you are a serious person and that you actually care about this. Um, you're like Matt's a very consistent guy. That's why when um, I thought about doing a podcast, he was the first and almost only person I thought about doing the show with. It's also because I'm blonde. Yes, that too. <laughs> um, I do, um, along with all my flaws and whatever, the one thing that I do like to personally attribute to myself is I do believe that I am a very consistent person. Um, so maybe this comes down to my character um, and, you know, why aren't I just jumping on board with attacking Trump on the bad stuff uh, that, the, that the left's talking about uh, when it is bad? You know, like, fuck consistency. It is bad. And I agree it is bad. But if you're not consistent, I, can't, I just I cannot take any of it seriously. You don't like the band, but you never said really anything about the bombings. And I've had friends tell me, like, well, the, pro- the progressive left has always been uh, against the, the bombings that Obama has done. And I, I, I'm sorry, I've never seen it. I have never seen it. You know, I'm being completely honest. Never no, yeah, neither have I. Neither never seen have it. I. No, I've never seen it. So I'm it was, sorry. Like, until Slate you... or Salon blamed Trump for the bombings. In December. Uh, it was um, – are you talking about the slate saying – I think it was slate. Pres- President Trump, do you know where your bombs are being dropped? Yeah, yeah. Right. It was December. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean that just shows ignorance and a failure to like have any sort of consistency. Yeah. And like I like getting my political views out there, obviously. Um, You're and, kidding. And when I, when I saw uh, everybody talking about the um, – National Guard plan. I didn't say anything because I was like, this has to be one of those things where we don't know if it's actually real or not. I'm going to not say anything about this yet until we have actual, you know, proof or something from somebody somewhere about who or where this came from, you know? And that's why I try, that's really how I try to treat most things. Right. Um, Which is, you know, Look at something in a philosophical, ideological, ideological way, and then figure out what your point on this ideal yeah. or policy is. Yeah. I mean, I've always had the same consistent views on everything, so I'm not changing my mind. I'm just waiting to see the actual facts. Um, right. And like, I actually meant something on consistency and this whole Rand Paul thing that I talked about. Um I don't ever really see many, almost any Trumpers talking about where they disagree with Donald Trump on, you know. I don't see Bernie pe- Bernie bros talking about where they disagree with Bernie on. I don't see Warren fans. I don't see Clinton fans. I don't see, um, you know. Whatever. It, yeah. Right. But, but I can tell you – Six different things right off the top of my head that I disagree with Gary Johnson on. Yeah, and that's 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 honest. And I, I yeah, I believe you because we've talked before about that. Right. Um, same thing with me, and it's like people can't have the in between. You know, it's like you either really hate the guy or, or you, you really the like guy. the guy. Even even I mean, there there's no in between on wanting the country to be. Great and wanting the country to completely collapse under Trump, you know, like there's just no in between for a lot of people, and I just find that to be extremely um, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is about all of the time we have left for today. Um, so first of all, let's thank Low Tide Cava Bar once again for the cava that we did drink during this episode. I almost finished mine today. I normally don't. <laughs> Chills up, Bula. Bula. Um, oh, I do want to make a statement. Oh, wait. Muhammad wants to make one more statement. And he's doing it very slowly. Um, Leaning forward. So next week, um, you are going to be gone. 
I am going to be gone. I was going to talk to you about this after we got up. Okay. I was going to say we could do a special episode on Tuesday. Before you leave, you mean? Right. Okay. Um, so we can either – so we'll we'll figure it out and we'll tell you guys. Either we'll do it on Tuesday or we'll, we'll do – we'll figure it out or we'll do it late. Um, but also um, it was going to happen next week, but I believe we are simply going to push it for two weeks from now. Um, my friend Norman Singleton, he and is, we will have to check his availability on yes, this. Yes, we so will. Do not quote us. We will, and uh, I believe he is a very not busy person. At the same time as being busy, right. I mean, he works in D.C. Everybody gets weekends off, um, but he's the president of the Campaign for Liberty. Um, if you're a um, libertarian. Liberty-leaning conservative, you might have heard of the Campaign for Liberty. There's a lot of uh, Campaign for Liberty groups across the country. I spoke at a Campaign for Liberty group up in Michigan. Um, But he wants to come on the show and talk about the state of, um, you know, today's uh, libertarian movement. Um, So that should be pretty, that should be pretty exciting. That should be exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it's about time we say fuck it and bring somebody on. I mean, he reached out and said, I want to come on. And I was like, well, uh, and then, okay, fine, dude, we'll bring you on. So right. it should be cool. I like, him. I like him. You'll like him. So, and it'll probably be on, um, Google Hangouts because Google Hangouts does the whole live thing. So, um, we'll keep you guys updated on that. That's my statement. Yeah. So <laughs> did you, did you forget the closing line? I did not forget the closing line, especially since you begin it, but Thank you to all of those out there who listen. I do appreciate it. Muhammad appreciates it. We appreciate it. Uh, if you could like, share, give us the angry face, give us the sad face, give us whatever face you want. We don't really care. Just, you know, if you comment in any way, we do appreciate it. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash muddy waters, muddied waters of freedom. You can follow us on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom or on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Uh, hit those likes, hit those thumbs up, hit those follows, hit whatever button you need to, to get all of our information. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, which is where we put this on. Um, (laughs) So you can get alerts immediately whenever we post a new track. Um, but thank you all very much. Please like, share, tell your friends. You know, message us in on Facebook. Message us wherever. We don't. Re- you can message me on Instagram. I don't really care. Um, but thank you all for listening. We do truly appreciate it, and we do this for ourselves because we have so much fun doing it. But we also do it for you because we hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them seem to enjoy it. Um, since I don't know the closing line, even though I did start it off today, um, I, um, I'm going to, don't you start it anyways? No. Really? Yeah. Well, well I'll do your line. Don't worry. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to do my line since I did your line. Oh, that's again. okay. My bad. My bad. My, nope. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, sorry. Right. Well. All right. And please don't forget that where we're going, <laughs> we don't need roads. Uh,